Good morning, all. So, in this episode, let's talk about two poems. Uh, the first one is Hovering at a Law Altitude by Dalia Ravikovich, and the second one will be National Thought by Yehuda Amichai. So, about the uh, poet, that is, first of all, we will deal with the first poem that is uh, Hovering at a Law Altitude, uh, written by Dalia. Ravikovich. So about the author, she was an Israeli poet, translator and a peace activist and she was born in Ramat Khan on November 27, 1936 and at the age of three she learned to read and write. Her father was a Jewish engineer. Her father's name was Levi. Uh, he was originally from Russia. Uh, who arrived in mandatory Palestine from China. So at the age of when Dalia was six, her father was uh, killed by a drunken driver. Uh, uh, so uh, at that moment, her mother and herself moved uh, to Kibbutz uh, Geva. But she did not fit into the community or the collectivist mentality. Uh, so at the age of 13, she was moved to a foster home in Haifa. Uh, it was her first home. It was her first foster home. And uh, when she was in Haifa, she wrote her very uh, first poem need as painting which contrasted the blue of the seaside landscape to the yellow and gray of her inner world so she was married at the age of 18 and divorced after three months later uh, her subsequent marriages also led to divorces uh, she had a son named Ido Kellier and she was in the service of israel defense forces after completing her services in uh, israel defense forces she tried to study hebrew she sorry she studied at the hebrew university of jerusalem and uh, she worked as a journalist and a high school teacher she tried to um, translate works of wb eats t.s Eliot, and uh, edgar Allan poe and also the book Mary Poppins. She translated the book Mary Poppins into Hebrew. Uh, she was very active in the Israel peace uh, movement. And she tried to collaborate with artists, musicians and public figures seeking peace, equality and social justice. On uh, August 21, 2005, uh, she was... Uh, she was found dead in her apartment uh, because uh, before that she had some um, what she suffered from depression and all sort of like that things so but actually the autopsy said that it was a suicide uh, anyway uh, her literary career uh, his her first poems appeared in the hebrew language poetry journal our glass edited by abraham shlonsky and it was shlonsky who encouraged her to pursue writing as a career 
Her first book of poetry, The Love of an Orange, published in 1959, established her as one of Israel's leading and native born poets. So, that is all about uh, the poet. You can search it on uh, Google itself. So, let's move on to the poem. I will read the poem very quickly. So, Hovering at a Law Altitude I am not here. I am on those craggy eastern hills, striped with ice, where grass doesn't grow, and a sweeping shadow overruns this lob. A little shepherd girl with a herd of goats, black goats, emerges suddenly from an unseen tent. She won't live out the day, that girl in the pasture. I am not here. Inside the gaping mouth of the mountain, a red globe flares, not yet a sun. A lesion of frost, flushed and sickly, revolts in that mow, and the little one grows so early to go to the pasture. She doesn't walk with neck outstretched and wanton glances. She doesn't paint her eyes with corn. She doesn't ask Whence cometh my help? I am not here. I have been in the mountains many days now. The light will not scorch me. The frost cannot touch me. Nothing can amaze me now. Have seen worse things in my life. I tuck my dress tight around my legs and hover very close to the ground. Whatever was she thinking, that girl, wild to look at, unwashed. For a moment, she crouches down, her cheeks soft silk, frost bite on the back of her hand. She seems distracted, but no. In fact, she's alert. She still has a few hours left, but that's hardly the object of my meditations. My thoughts, soft as down, cushion me comfortably. I found a very simple method not so much as a footbreadth on land and not flying either hovering at a low altitude but as days tends toward now many hours after sunrise that man makes his way up to the up the mountain he looks innocent enough the girl is right there near him not another soul around if she runs for cover or cries out, there's no place to hide in the mountains. I'm not here. I'm above those savage mountain ranges in the farthest reaches of the east. No need to elaborate with a single hurling thrust one can hover and whirl about with the speed of the wind can make a gate away and pursue myself. I haven't seen a thing. And the little one, her eyes, her eyes start from their sockets. Her palate is dry as a post shirt. When a hard hand grabs her hair, gripping up without a shred of pity. So that's the poem. Now moving on to the uh, summary or about the poem. Uh, the poem. Uh, hovering at a low altitude 
is one such work about war describing the rape of a young shepherd girl. The poem begins with a strong statement but what seems a quiet dignity. The phrase, I am not here. So that phrase has been uh, spoken out at many lines. So this line initiates right away a yearning for detachment and this rings throughout the poem. The vivid horrific event described is continually juxtaposed with these statements. I am not here. I am not here. The speaker repeats again and again as if she is trying to tell herself, make herself believe that she is not. And between these lines the story comes out. The poem first introduces the girl then right away says she won't live out the day or that girl. This is such a simple, grave statement and almost imitates a childlike honesty without sparing words. The speaker tells us right away that this girl is doomed. There is a sorrow, a pity in that simple statement as well. And at times the speaker has the ring of an unfeeling, omniscient, omniscient observer seeming to watch from afar all that happens. But at other times, the speaker expresses very strong emotions. In one instance of this, the following lines, she objectively describes more the circumstances of the situation and the girl saying, From the deep mountain gorge, a red cloak floats up, or not yet a sun. Soon though the narrator's emotion surface, she turns back inward saying, I am not here. Then... The light will not burn me, the frost, or won't touch me. Why be astonished now? Uh, the lines hint at the idea that she is only trying to make uh, herself believe what she is saying. That she is not bothered, but that she is really emotionally affected. So these all lines that I have just read uh, is only just... Uh, what uh, is is something that she is trying to make herself believe that uh, she is really uh, emotionally affected. So the next line uh, is uh, to me one of the most important uh, lines in the poem as she says, I gather my skirt and hover every close to the ground. So this hovering is referred to in the name of the poem of course and later it is described more and that is uh, my thoughts cushion me gently comfortably i have found a very simple method on not with my feet on the ground and not flying hovering at a low altitude so this uh, visual image of this is almost angel-like this omniscient viewer suspended in the air watching on but the image created has not uh, completely follow an angelic theme the observer is not completely worried about the girl she watches she is also looking out for herself her hovering is more about being able to protect and cushion herself and to detach herself from the danger that is going to happen in front of her eyes this is an ever-present conflict in the poem uh, throughout the poem there is a conflict between what the narrator sees and what she wants to see uh, when walking about her ability to detach 
herself. The speaker is talking directly to herself, telling herself she isn't where she is or she isn't seeing what she sees. But it seems to uh, me uh, that there is a difference between what she is telling herself and her true reality. This seems crucial, this sort of inner turmoil that is created out of a traumatic experience. The mind replaying and replaying the event while some part of the person yearns to control it and disprove or discredit its truth. So Ravakovich uh, seems to capture in this poem an incredible amount of empathy and emotional understanding of the injustice she describes and its effects. The sorrow and great uh, Ravakovich must feel for such events resonates very strongly throughout the work. Uh, Ravakovich's refrain in this poem, I am not here. Uh, can also be suggestive of a strong disappointment and frustrations for being able to revive the shepherd girl who had been brutally raped and the ferocity of the deed is mentioned as uh, I quote and the little one her eyes start from their sockets or her palate is dry as post shirt or when a hard hand grabs her hair gripping her without a shred of pity I unquote so Ravakic seems to capture in this poem an incredible amount of empathy as I said earlier and emotional understanding of the injustice she described and its effects. So um, a deeper analysis of the poem by maintaining uh, the life situations of the poem brings out the most crucial and all-pervading patriarchal dominance that hinders her growth as a poet among her contemporary male poets and being and not being a witness to the rape of a shepherd girl the poet is striving hard to maintain the maintain an equilibrium in her life by not succumbing to patriarchal ascendancy so that is all about this hovering at a low uh, altitude um so the next episode will be the next poem that is uh, National Thought by Yehuda Amachiai. So if you have any doubt, just ask me. So thank you.